Welcome to Advent Christian Voices with the Renew Church Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Reynolds, and I'm joined by the very handsome, though he is told by his wife that he has a face for radio, Justin Nash. And uh, we are seeking uh, to lead the discussion while providing practical advice on church health among Advent Christian churches. So, Jay Nash. What's up? You got it right this time. <laughs> This is like the third podcast we're shooting today and the first time that I've gotten our introduction correct. Yeah, well, third time's a charm. Hey, I blame Tom. I blame uh, I blame their uh, two-time and Tom. All right, well, well, I don't know what I meant by that, but it was the first thing that came to my mind. Oh, alliteration. So you're, <laughs> yeah. you are a preacher, so you do have to alliterate. Tom does tell me that Advent Christians have a long history, especially Advent Christian writers, have a long history of alliteration, loving alliteration. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so what that, you know, my bad, just trying to be AC, just trying to be as AC as possible. A good communication tool. <laughs> so today's topic, we're going to try and do this, uh, fairly quickly. Uh, but we only have two questions that we're really going to cover. And, it, and, and our topic is the leadership crisis that we presently see and how that affects every Christian church health. So Jay Nash, church health guru of the Advent Christian denomination, which isn't really saying much. Um, how can a pastor, <laughs> I'm sorry, too, too honest. Am I being too honest right now? <laughs> no, just go ahead with your question. Should I ask Tom to edit that out? Rather have a stupid question than a stupid face. Uh, anyway, um, how can a pastor who is retiring or leaving his current pastor, prepare his congregation? That's a really good question. It's really, boy, it's so relevant right now as we look across the landscape and some of our pastors are at or near retirement age. I think one of the things that the pastor can do is to try to move the church forward to be healthier. I I mean, so that the guy who comes after him inherits a better situation. Now, I mean, that's sort of broad. It's it's not too specific, but I think just how can he help the church be healthier? I think another thing that the pastor can probably do is look to make sure that he's developing his lay leaders in the church to Mm -hmm. actually lead so that he's not doing everything. Mm-hmm. I, I know a church recently, the pastor had been there more than 40 years and the, and he retired and the, the first Sunday rolled up that they weren't there. They didn't have bulletins because for 40 years, the pastor had done the bulletins. Oh man. <laughs> and so it was just a situation where, he the pastor did everything and that's not healthy for anybody mm-hmm. so one of the things a pastor can do is in some ways really help the church become less dependent on a pastor and it goes back to sort of the ephesians 4 equipping the works for the saints of ministry the saints for the work of ministry but that's really one of the things he can do as well is it's just prepare his people, you know, step back for some things, even gradually um, t- when he does visitations, look to take his deacons or his elders or other people in the church with him mm-hmm. to sort of, Hey, here's another group of people that can do this work. And if you can do that, if you have that in place, 
where the ministry of the church can continue in the absence of a pastor, it really will cut back on those snap decisions, those bad hiring decisions. Oh, we got to get a pastor in here because when you're, when they're not as dependent on it, when the parts of the body are fulfilling their roles and their obligations, then it, it really makes the, the, that transition much, much easier for the next person. Yeah. And I mean, praise God for that, for that man's ministry, 40 years. That's a, that's an incredible amount of time to spend in one place. And um, so that's, that's encouraging to hear, but yeah, I mean, you got to train people. I mean, the, um, Paul writes that God has given the church, um, has given church pastors and, and others, you know, looking at the, at, you know, Ephesians four eleven, um, has given these workers, to the church for the purpose of equipping them, not for doing the ministry for them, but for equipping them. Um, we also look at the role of an elder, which um, we were to agree um, that that is a pastor, that the role of an elder is to minister in prayer and the word of God. So um, knowing those two things, um, a lot of the other stuff, that's why we have deacons for, or um, in some churches we have a hundred boards, but that's a previous podcast, you know? So e equipping people is important as a pastor or an evangelist or a shepherd or a teacher or whatever our gift set might be or, or our calling. So equipping people on how to run, not just a church service, but how the church is to run, you know, you shouldn't, um, what if you're like, I look at things in my roles or responsibilities in the church that I am, there's no greater joy for me than as a leader, than when I unexpectedly can't make something and my team can run everything without a hitch, sometimes even better than I can. So to me, I take great joy in that. So let's try and equip people as pastors on how to do everything in the church that if we were to die tomorrow, that the church would would miss us, of course, and like, oh, in a sentimental way. But, man, we can do everything without the pastor, you know, um, because I think then and this is goes into our second question, which is what can a church do to fill the leadership void of not having a pastor until they find one? Um, fill those things like if if you know how to print the bulletins, if you have a couple of elders that can actually, you know, which I would find as a qualification as an elder. um if you have elders that can actually share the word of God, who can actually preach, because um, those are two pressing things I think are, you know, really the most pressing thing week after week for many churches is, hey, we're coming up on our on our Sunday celebration service or whatever we want to call it. We need somebody to preach and we need someone to lead worship and this and that. So to have those things in place before your pastor leaves, um, you can sustain years without a pastor. And be working with others to help find someone because, hey, it might take that. It might take being there years. And but God is hasn't like withheld His provision of your church. God has equipped your or He's given your church gifts within the body of Christ to serve Him and to serve each other. So it's either use those gifts that God has given you. Um, I don't know the alternative. Just use them. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of an alternative. Couldn't think of one. Just use those gifts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so two things. Just to, I think I would add to that a little bit. The pastor that's retiring or getting ready to leave, particularly the pastor that's retiring, I think one of the things that he can do is 
to try to help the church have an identity that is not dependent upon him. Mm. So their sense of their sense of mission, their sense of calling, their unique place that God has placed them to help them understand that. Cause it'll be really helpful in, in hiring a, a replacement because if your if your identity is tied up in your pastor, that means every time you get a new pastor, you particular you have an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the things you can the, the pastor needs to do is is help the church body as a whole discern its unique calling. Mm-hmm. And the the second the kind of to the second question, one as far as filling the void when they don't have a pastor, is is use an interim. Mm-hmm. I, I would actually in in most situations particularly long-term pastorates mm-hmm. recommend uh, an intentional interim, like an intentional period where you say, we're not hiring a pastor right now. We're going to bring in an interim who can come in and help us maybe work through some things to help us get some clarity, to help us get some, di- some distance emotionally mm-hmm. to, to help, so that we make sure we're making good decisions. And a good interim is worth their weight in gold. Because they can come in and do some great things. Well, also gives opportunity, as you said, to to kind of get past a lot of the emotions of losing that long term pastor. You know, I, I remember listening to a podcast of Tom Rainer. He he had mentioned like, "Hey, you don't become the pastor of that church until they start looking at you to do the funerals and weddings." Mm-hmm. And if and it and it gets more difficult if you have a guy who's been there for forty years, who he, I mean, the and praise God for that. But if he still lives in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be very difficult for the church to change who they go to for things like, you know, funerals and weddings. So um, having an interim there to kind of weather some of that storm and having someone who's probably been in ministry for a period of time, who's maybe a retired pastor or um, in between pastors or something like that, that um, that could be huge. And because they're, you know, hopefully more mature as a pastor as well. So they know how to handle people, you know, they're maybe further along in their sanctification and they can weather some difficult things that maybe someone who is brand new in the pastor that you might hire right out of seminary or Bible college or out of whatever, um, right. might not have that same level of, uh, of maturity yet. Well, right. But there's a, even a more practical concern is the interim doesn't need the job typically. Mm. And so you can't, it's, they're not going to, they're not going to make decisions based upon fear of losing their job, mm-hmm. which means they're more likely going to make the right decision than the wrong decision, particularly if an issue in the church and the culture of the church, whatever needs to be addressed, mm-hmm. they're much more likely to do it because uh, what's the worst thing you're going to do is fire them. Well, they're, on, they're retired <laughs> in a lot of cases. They don't, you know, or they've, they've got a second job. So they, you know, fine, fire me, but this is the right thing to do. And so I think there's a real practical implication of that as well. But I think you're right. It, it, the, typically they are more seasoned guys who can make more seasoned decisions yeah. than a younger person would. Plus it just, just creating that space and creating that distance but between that really helps people emotionally release that previous pastor. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you just went from one to the next and one of the things that's also tricky for retiring guys, obviously it's not a problem for a guy going to another church, but it, the question is, do you, do you, if you retire and you're going to retire in that area, do you stay a part of that church? That's a, that's a tricky thing mm-hmm. because if you've been the pastor somewhere for 30 or 40 years, for 20 years even, uh, and you remain a part of that church, boy, if you, 
if you don't handle yourself right, it's going to be really difficult for the next guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know of a church situation where the pastor was there for a long time. I'm not really sure how long. Uh, it may have been upwards of 30 years. And and he retired, but he stayed as a part of the church. Well, three, four pastors later, everybody in that church still goes to him. Mm-hmm. And it's just been difficult, and and that's not necessarily his fault. It's just the way people are. And so even things like that, if you want the church to be successful, I think you have to really prayerfully discern whether you want to even continue as a part of that church. And if you do, how can you support the the new pastor and help people move on? And I've seen that done well also. I think of a situation where a guy had been there, was just was the church to the people there, uh, he wound up staying, but just did a marvelous job of always deferring to the pastor and always supporting the pastor publicly and privately. Mm-hmm. So I've seen it done well, but but that's incredibly difficult too. Yeah. Like putting myself in, you know, I'm only 30 years old, but if I spent somewhere for 30 years and say I stay part of this church after I retire, and this new guy comes in and say there's something I disagree with, or that I'm just not keen on, or I'm a bit skeptical. Um, it's going to take a great deal of maturity um, for me to not show that, right? Not even to not say anything, but to not show that. So for most situations, I would say you need to leave. Like you need to at least, if you're going to stay in the area, go to a different church um, for a year, two years, three years, whatever it might take. And hey, call up the new pastor when he comes into town. Welcome, be his best cheerleader. And even, you know, that could be a great resource for someone um, where, like, you could be a confidant for that person. um, But don't come back to the church until they say, uh, maybe have that conversation with that pastor um, and say, hey, I'd like to come back at some point. How long do you think is is long enough and whatnot? And um, because, I mean, if you're somewhere for 30 years, you develop a relationship with so many people and a care for And I mean, pastors are still human beings like they still care about uh, that family. So um, giving that option to them, um, but being wise about it, being, being wise. Yeah. Um, so Jay Nash, you got any parting shots for today? No, I mean, I think it's, this is a real issue though. And I think people, you know, people who are in the pastorate and I think moving is a little bit different than retirement. I think typically you have a little bit more, opportunity to plan well when you're making that retirement decision than you do for for the if you're just going to a different church but i think the end goal is you ideally want to leave the church better than you found it Mm. for the next for the next person and that's what you ought to try to do and make sure that the church has its own identity and identity that's not wrapped up in you i think those things would be hugely helpful for for people who are thinking about leaving amen well, it's been a pleasure today, Justin. Yep. Thanks, uh, thanks for your time. Hey, everybody listening, uh, thanks for joining us. We hope that this has been uh, not a waste of your time, but you've enjoyed it and it's been edifying to you. Um, if you have any complaints, you can email Justin at jnash at acdc.us. <laughs> if, uh, you want. if you have glowing remarks, email me, ebreynolds87 uh, at gmail.com. And... Uh, Well, we hope to hear from you soon. Uh, God bless everybody and uh, take care.